0: Land light, radio, land light, radio, I energy, no filter. Oh yeah! All right, folks. Uh, I am just so excited to be joined here um, by by very well known Alaskan legend Clem Tillian. How are you, Clem? Old and a little creaky, but still gone. You told me to, you told me to call you Clem earlier. So that's right.
1: I mean, uh, you know, I've got a PhD. I was a senator. I'm a captain. You know, that's all hogwash. I'm Clem Tillian.
0: I like that. So uh, before we go into it, uh, you told me that you were elected in '62, but you said you just showed it to me. Actually, your driver's license is zero 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 nine. Yes. Number nine. Yes. And you said the people before you know all of the first eight. Oh well, sure. Bill Egan and uh, Hugh
1: Wade. And, you know, uh, Arthur English is still alive, and he and I are the only ones, I believe, that have the less than ten uh, driver's
0: license. That's He incredible. has number eight. Who was one? Was, was uh, Bill Egan? Wow, that is. Jeez, I mean, I think I'm. My, mine starts with seven. 700,000. So <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Well, I mean there. the
1: thing is that uh uh that's just a matter of time. Uh I came up to Alaska on the SS Solution uh because they didn't have air travel then it was Alaska Steam. And uh What year was that? 1947, and I came up uh so right after the the war. Yeah, well I got out in 46 and uh spent the winter at Yosemite Park with some buddies from the war that I was uh, running the dark room there. So you you were you fought in World
0: War Two? I went to Guadalcanal when I was seventeen. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that. Wow. My grandfather was uh, Army Air Corps fifty missions in the B seventeen over yeah, he was in Europe. He was in Europe from England. He got yeah, shot he got I shot was, down uh, on one of them.
1: Uh, uh, the New Guinea East Coast, uh Guadalcanal, Tulagi, uh Munda, the Russell Islands. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh no, I was a CB with the Second Marine Division, so I wasn't the hero. There was young boys two miles in front of me with the hero. My job was to take down unexploded ordnance. I took down landmines and that kind of stuff.
0: My dad was in the Navy 25 years, and he always said the Cbs could build anything in record time.
1: Uh, we could. Uh, uh, the difficult we do immediately, the impossible takes a little longer. So. Huh. So you came here when you were what, nineteen or? T- no, I was twenty-one. I'd spent three and a half. I spent two and a half years in the jungle. I had a souvenir shop at the end of the war. I'm a Yankee, so trading just comes natural. I learned the local is uh, uh, pigeon. You're, f- you're from the East, East Coast, you said originally, right? Uh yeah. My great grandfather commanded the Cambridge Militia at Bunker Hill. I'm old Yankee. Wow, and, uh, you you have
0: quite a quite no, a history. No, I'm
1: just. Uh, my father was a very decorated veteran of World War I. Uh, he was a corporal on the Mexican border campaign against Villa, and then he was brevetted a second lieutenant by Black Jack Pershing when they hit mm-hmm, France. Mm-hmm. He won the Silver Star at Mount Kreml on the Hindenburg Line. The second lieutenant, Clementillion, himself twice wounded, continued with the evacuation of his men. And then he went back in again and really got shot up. But he was uh, a colonel in charge of the war production board in New York. When in the second world war never went to battle again uh and uh they bombed pearl harbor and us kids went to war and half of us came back that's all there is but the details you know
0: so you so you came what wh- why what brought you to alaska
1: malaria i had it pretty bad i weighed 135 pounds and when i took my shirt off it looked like a skeleton with skin stretched over it and uh, my wife said I was the homeliest looking boy she'd ever seen. Huh. And somebody said, "Why'd you marry him?" Because he had dreams. He well, wanted a family. She was. And uh, she was right. You did, you did have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and she ran away with me. Uh, I went to ask permission to court their daughter, and it was an explosion. You know, stay away from our girl.
0: She was East Coast.
1: Uh, no, as well? she was. Uh, she graduated Homer High School, nineteen forty-eight. Her father. Sailed with Peter Freuchen on the Greenland coast, and got his citizenship at Chilkoot Barracks, Haines, Alaska, in 1912. The family's been here a while. Gee, so and, uh, he and he was quite a hero himself, and wrote a book called My Alaskan Idol, that E. A. Rasmussen helped him get it uh, printed, and that was Elmer Rasmussen's father, mm-hmm. von Hemoff's great-grand Senator von um, Hemoff, right, right. And uh, but anyway uh, I came up steerage and the white passengers kept inviting me up uh, uh, they felt sorry for me I was down there with all those Filipinos in steerage uh, when they found I'd been fighting the Japanese I couldn't get out of my bunk they didn't make it I couldn't sit down they weren't feeding me a king couldn't have traveled to Alaska in more style those oh,
0: Filipinos right. yeah, they treated were, me uh-huh. they treated me so I've loved them ever since. Probably had some panse and lumpia, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've, I was in Philippines, and that food is real good.
1: Yeah. Well, it's my like a- grandfather was in the Philippines when the Japanese came, and he uh, put on his American uniform and just stood by the door, he said, "I'll be damned if I'll run." He was a mercenary, and uh, he didn't tell him his two sons were up in the jungles so with Marcus banging away at him, but he, uh, uh, the Japanese came and said, "Active or retired?" He said, "Retired, sir." And they said something in the Japanese. We found later
0: was you don't touch that one, and he was left alone for the whole war. Oh wow! Because so, he didn't run. So you got on this uh, boat, and I imagine didn't have a lot of money. That's why you're in the steerage class. Yeah, I got off at uh, Seward, thought
1: I'd hitchhike to Anchorage, but it, the road didn't go there, and uh, ended up at Hope, uh, and I got a job cutting railroad ties at a sawmill there,
0: and uh, where most people. Were a lot of outsiders, like lower forty-eight people, coming up, or was it mostly a lot like? Who- there were a lot of veterans coming up because they were offering free land to any veteran. That- right, I've read about. I've read about that. I've read about that. Yeah,
1: I walked from Anchorage to Seldovia before there were roads. Came across the Kenai. You, you walked from Anchorage to Seldovia. Yeah. How long did that take? Oh, well, I was back in there about six weeks looking at land, and uh, it takes about half of your time to find something to eat. You know it's you couldn't were, carry food
0: were you camping or were you just
1: well i had a piece of canvas a blanket so a, a couple of tin cans to cook in uh a 22 rifle and some fishing gear were eat, we eating fish moose or uh anything i could come to i'll, I'll tell you the bo- a boiled owl is not edible and crow is not edible there's a crow has uh feathers sinew and bones but it doesn't have any meat uh but uh, beaver
0: was pretty good. Porcupine wasn't bad. Uh, this, is, this, is, this just sounds to me. I mean, this is so far away from anything you know. I can even. I'm 34. You know, so anything I can even fathom. Well, be, I did be, it in the jungles of the South Pacific. I let,
1: uh, the natives, uh, like me, and people said, "How was it dealing with the cannibals? Weren't you afraid?" No. Uh, nobody bothers a trader mm-hmm. because you. You kill a trader, and that's the end of needles and pots of pants and stuff like that. Even during the Sioux Wars, the traders, when their pack horses were going back and forth through the Sioux country, nobody touched them. So Traders
0: are pretty well uh, not touched. I, f- I, feel like, I feel like you and I could probably, probably do 25 podcasts because there's so much history.
1: Well, really, while I'm down here, I served, uh, I joined the legislature uh, shortly
0: after statehood. And, uh, so you were you were elected in the third legislature. Yes. So 62. 62. And you were elected to the House first, right?
1: So, yes, yeah, seven terms I was elected to the House. and But the last term, uh, 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 Bob Palmer went as chief of staff with Jay Hammond, and Jay appointed me to the Senate. And so I went into the Senate then, and I served there till I was president of the Senate when I left. And uh,
0: when, when did you go to the Senate? So, well, I can't 70, remember. seventy
1: uh, the seventies. Yeah, and uh, I became president of the Senate. I could have stayed on. I guess I was the senior member in both houses when I left, which wasn't very much because we were new. Uh, and uh, then I went to director of international fisheries and,
0: uh, you know, international affairs. So did you? Just and I spent not- a lot of time in Japan. Did you not run again or did you Huh? Did you run. not run? Did you kinda of retire or did you have an election? No. no, no. I had uh, I I was director of international fisheries with the
1: office in Tokyo.
0: But your your last term, did you just not run for reelection? I didn't run. Okay. Yeah. That's a good uh, that's a good way. It's better than getting beat, right? Better than oh, lea- no, leaving I was never, under- uh, never beat. I had a very close election the first time. I think I think leaving leaving's better than getting <laughs> getting, well, uh, getting
1: beat. My last three elections I was in Japan negotiating fish for Uh, fisheries things I wasn't even in Alaska my district uh, uh, my trick was uh, I campaigned on the off year and that way there I could deduct from my income tax whatever I cost to go to Mm -hmm. all the native villages at a district about the size of the state of Oregon and uh, uh, by campaigning in the off year then that set the amount of money that your job costs you to stay at and you could deduct that same amount on the election year
0: Probably you're going to deal with people in the off year that maybe aren't as engaged and during the election, everybody has something to talk about. But in the off year, it's more, hey, yeah. how, you know, how are you? What's going on? Yeah, I like the native villages. I I was a Republican that carried native villages. Oh, Bob, there's Bob outside there with the window. Uh, we're yeah. down here, in, we're right in downtown Juneau and uh, across from the Capitol. I ran into you and I, I've known who you were for a long time and uh, Bob over there recommend. I wanted to do the. Everybody's told me do a podcast with Clem Tilly and he's got all these stories, and they were right. Um, yeah, for instance, the Permanent Fund that we're talking about—they're trying to raid now. Is that why you're down here? Yeah, that's why I'm down fighting for it. So you you were involved with uh, Senator Wilkowsky there. Like well, what? I was on that one, but
1: way earlier than that, uh, when Hammond said he wanted Hugh Malone's bill, you know that investment bill. I said, yeah, I can get it. He said, don't use a machine gun. I was, uh, he said I had all the winsome benevolence of a running barracuda. (laughs) I wasn't considered gentle. And uh, I was president of the Senate who has subpoena powers and they weren't reading the bill very close. I just uh, called the state troopers and said I'm signing uh, uh, the papers. I want Senator Homan and Sumner on the floor. Don't let them get away. And they just sent two big troopers up and slapped handcuffs on them and brought them to the. Oh side my God! Hand. Really? Yeah.
0: What? Yeah. And what, I
1: got and then I appointed myself. Where were they? Uh, they were uh, hiding out. Not uh, they weren't going to bring the bill back. They wanted low interest loans for the business community, which is what Alberta what? did and lost all their money when the crash of 08 came.
0: Where were these two senators from? They were a finance committee. But were they like what part of Alaska were they? Were they? Uh, well, they were here in Juneau, uh, up in the... But were they, were they, were they representing Anchorage
1: or Fairbury? Uh One of them was representing Bethel and the other Anchorage. So you, you did like a... There was a call of the Senate or, or... Yeah, there was a call of the Senate and I didn't wait for them to sneak out. I just uh, uh, signed the papers. The presiding officer has the power of subpoena; He can force a legislator so they, to come.
0: So they cuffed him and they brought him down. Yeah, well, they were in handcuffs. Oh, and, wow! Uh, I mean, pe- people think things are crazy now, but that—that's that's, that's, uh, that's real crazy. Uh,
1: they were on the front page of the Anchorage Daily News. It can be looked up. You know, the press no, was right there when they when they had a startled look. Let's say I've, I've heard that
0: where if there's a call, I've heard that if if they can't find you, they will send the troopers after you. But I've never heard of. I mean, wow, that's that's wild.
1: No, it's just uh, you get the job done. Your job is to win your job is not to go there and just debate uh i figured that uh, uh my family a lot of them were mercenaries my grandfather had a one about you never inflict pain without profit hmm. uh, because he was part mohawk and they were nasty Probably not a guy and, to not uh, a guy i uh, want to mess
0: with and
1: uh but anyway uh we uh, uh we signed the bill my uh now, president son-in-law was also one of the six signatures on the permanent fund legislation. Who's, who's that? Uh, Sam Cotton, who was the commissioner. Oh, of yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I know, I know who that is, right? Yeah,
1: well, he's my son-in-law. Really? Oh, okay, I didn't you know, know that. I used to joke about the fact when I was in Washington, D.C., at the meetings and at the you know the uh, Congress, and I said, you know. Uh, you spent a fortune putting a girl through Dartmouth Medical School, and she came home and buried a Democrat. No justice in the world. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, on oil and fish, Sam and I were never apart. We were both Alaskan, Alaska first. And we didn't give anything away. And uh, uh, I still have that. And I'm here in Juneau now as uh, chairman of the... Permanent Fund Defenders, we put that thing there, and the legislature has spent three-quarters of the bonuses and royalties instead of investing it. It's a cardinal sin to spend principal. Yep. Principal should be invested. Uh, Texas and earnings can be spent, but principal should never be spent. It should be invested. If you sell an acre of your farm, you better invest it something else or someday you'll have no farm and no money you have to take care of it and so what I want I want a constitutional amendment that gives the existing law to the people and it says the permanent fund corporation shall inflation proof and shall forward 50% of the earnings to the Department of Revenue for disbursement to the people I'm not fighting about the other half. I'm not fighting about anything else. I'm just saying half of the earnings each year, which is only one-twelfth of the money we set aside for the permanent fund.
0: So that's not that's not uh, this traditional
1: formula. That's a different... No, it is the traditional It's the one that's in law. And they're not obeying the law for the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, the idea that they don't want taxes it's unconscionable to take $1,000 away from some widow and a monarch and not charge the guy that's working on the North Slope. It just ticks me off. Uh, I I think that uh, we should have... I, I'm a Republican, and I don't want much government. We're doing a lot of government that we shouldn't do. But when uh, I'm not willing to give up My roads, we have the lowest motor fuel tax and uh, are having trouble getting money to pay for the roads. This is ridiculous. We should be having about 40 cents a gallon motor fuel tax and it would pay for the maintenance on our highways. Uh, I believe that uh, uh, the fisheries should pay uh, uh, substantial taxes but not... uh, Renewable resources should pay about 6% and non-renewable should pay 12.5% plus the taxes to run it. I don't think that the people need to use their money. Uh, For instance, Pebble Mine, I'm not even looking at the environmental problems. Uh, I don't want to mine something. I don't want to sell my children's copper and gold uh, for nothing. And not only that, but under the present law, we would be subsidizing the mining. We wouldn't get anything. When so, I went to Juneau, we got 1% for oil. And uh, we didn't get enough out of Swanson River to pave the road from Kenai up to the refinery. We got so, nothing. So do, and
0: it was our oil. So do you feel like if we taxed these other industries more, we there's more revenue, um... Because for my where I'm kind of looking at, I don't know if, because they've spent so much money over the last 15, 20 years, and there's, no, there's almost no money left in the reserve accounts. They blew it. They, they did. They blew it. It's down to less than, I think, $2 billion in the reserve. Oh, was, well, was, yeah, they was, did a lot more than that. I think it was 16
1: it was, Yeah, $16 billion. It's utterly unconscionable what, what they've done. And uh, you don't spend principal. You spend what principal earned. And uh, uh, the idea that we pay no taxes is ridiculous. Uh, you you should pay for your highways. You should pay for your schools. But we should tax. Uh, I don't want an income tax per se, but I'd like a payroll tax where everybody pays a share of his payroll check. And these guys that come up from Corpus Christi, Texas, pay something. The guys that come up to work in our canneries at Akatan and... Uh, And uh, Dutch Harbour should pay. Uh, uh, You know, uh, as I said before, it's unconscionable to take $1,000 away from some widow in a monarch and not charge the guy that works on the North Slope just because you don't want to pay any taxes yourself. It's ridiculous to take money that is not going to come back, which is principle. When you have a bonus or a royalty, it's like selling an acre of your farm And you keep doing it, and someday there won't be enough crops to feed you, and everything will be gone. Walter Levy that came up and gave us the advice after the, and he was a Jew that uh, worked for the Saudi family, uh, which is common in the Muslims, the Jewish handle. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he said, just remember, 100 years from now, the only person that will see the North Slope will be an Eskimo looking for a caribou. It'll be over. It'll be gone, and if you don't have something saved from it, you will have thrown your children's heritage away.
0: So, do you think, do you think the oil taxes or revenue should be royalties should be higher, or are this, no, what, is no, the system? I think some of the giveaways
1: should be lower. Like the. So, uh, I'm not talking about how the credit. I, the credits. I don't believe that uh, that you should be dipping into principal. That's the bonuses and royalties they should be invested so that they bring in so uh, the permanent fund was designed to convert a non-renewable resource cash into a renewable resource investments and the bulk of the money in the permanent fund is not oil it's the other investments we have like the false church
0: mall in alexandria yeah, no, they, they have such a, i've looked at their portfolio before and there's there's such weird things in there you know like strip malls and Yeah, all kinds uh, of things. uh, Elmer
1: Rasmussen, who set it up for us, said never invest, never loan money to anyone you cannot foreclose on without political problems. That's smart. (laughs) It's real smart. And in other words, if you want to give money away, you put it in ADA and these other programs that we have. You don't take the people's money and put it in risky investments. The people's money should be protected for the benefit of the people. And uh, uh, unlike other countries, we are the only land-grant state in the nation. We received a dowry of 100 million acres for the people, and three-quarters was given to the legislature who blew it, and blew everything about it. And now they're looking at the last 25%, and they want it. Because remember, uh, legislators are elected by special interests that they have to bring something home for. Very few legislators truly represent the people. And so they want a short, quick fix, and they're willing to destroy the future. Oh, I think, So uh, they have
0: an easy now. I think many of them, I think you're right, they, and they think very short term. They think about one step ahead, one, two years ahead, four years ahead. Well, election. To, more, to
1: over half of the legislature, sure. the infinity is the next election.
0: Right, exactly, yep, yep. That's right it's so, one of the
1: failures of American uh, system they don't keep their word very well because a new Congress you know doesn't obey it a- so do
0: you, do you worry I mean right now we have you know this budget came out today and there's a deficit because of the price of oil you know is down and we have you know the budget's been reduced quite a bit from where it was at its peak five or six years ago um, without you know substantial, Revenue. I mean, there's going to have to be cuts, um, and at the same time, give out a full dividend. I mean, to me and some other people, you look at, you give out this big dividend, and it's kind of hard for me to. And I understand people that are lower income get hit harder. I know that, but you look at, well, we're going to make all these cuts, but at the same time, we're we're giving a big, we're making a big check to to the Uh, permanent fund for the dividend. We're not making a big check. That is the people's money. You're just
1: not taxing them. There's nothing wrong with taxing the dividend. But don't steal it from the people. When you take a, cut the dividend, you are taxing. It's just a, a graduated tax where the poor pay more than the rich uh-huh. instead of the other way around. Uh, but nevertheless, when you take money away from the people, it's a tax. And I would much rather tax some of the people from the North Slope or guests up here in the summer than, uh, uh, than just tax Alaskans only, which is what happens with the permanent fund. The permanent fund is not part of Alaska's regular revenue; it's bonuses and royalties that were given by selling the rights to mine in that oil, and it should be invested only. And uh, to protect that investment, we have a dividend that gives half of the earnings to the people. The other half's available. Uh, but the fact that you think that the government is giving you the money, you're wrong. It is your money. The government is just letting you spend it
0: instead of your elected officials spend it. Right, and I guess I was just going by with, the, with the, court, the Supreme Court ruled when they said it was a... The, the Supreme Court said...
1: The legislature doesn't have to obey the law while it's in session is about what they amounted to, uh, but they've already appropriated the money. Uh, the present law says the permanent fund corporation shall inflation-proof, and it shall forward fifty percent of I, the earnings. And, I, and why it's not being done, the permanent fund corporation is failing.
0: Haven't they? Yeah, they, I've heard they failed to do inflation-proofing for some years now, right? Yeah. Well, some of it. Uh, it was okay because
1: we didn't have much inflation yeah, but inflation's pretty low yeah well, it's not as low as you'd think it's like uh I borrowed uh fourteen hundred dollars from Elmer Rasmussen to buy a piece of land and uh, uh, that seemed like it very cheap until you start figuring inflation that fourteen hundred is $170,000 today.
0: Yes, yeah, so that was was been on this 50. all th- you
1: have to do is the thief that comes in the night is Elmer said inflation.
0: Mm, that's true. No, that's true.
1: And we had a uh, and the thing is that if, if you don't inflation proof, you're destroying the people's money. But if you have a dividend that is a share of their money, just like AT&T stock or any other uh, stocks that you might have inherited or owned. Uh, it's yours. If the government wants it, they can tax it. But don't steal it, which
0: is what they're doing now. So do you, uh, where do you think right now the budget, where it's at four and some four and a half, do you think it could be reduced a lot more? Because they're talking about right now, they're talking about a pretty Well, big... the thing is that uh, I don't believe
1: that you should repair the roads with more than the motor fuel tax raises. And when the people are willing, covered with chuckles, they'll face up to the fact that they got to pay to fix it. I don't think people, we've, we've spoiled the people by taking our inheritance, the oil money, and blowing it on subsidies to where the people feel they have the right to not pay taxes. Uh, I don't want much taxes. I don't want much government. I'm a Republican. I want very little government. That government that governs best governs least. But I don't want no government. Uh I want good highways. Uh, I pay uh, uh, an assessment on my property uh, to support the South Peninsula Hospital on the Kenai Peninsula. They're not very well run. It annoys me at the expense (laughs) that they have. But on the other hand, I had a wife hemorrhaging after a, with a baby and no doctor. I never want to be without a hospital, nor do want my want the, my chair, grandchildren bearing their children without a hospital. So I'll pay. But I should have to pay. Mm-hmm. It
0: shouldn't be given to me free. Uh, so I mean, do you worry that you talk about squandering? I mean, if you look at, especially in the eighties, the big. Well, before the crash, I mean, there was so much money that was the the, the grain, the barley terminals and the grain silos and even recently the fish plant uh, in Anchorage, They, you know, the ADA. Yeah, I wouldn't support that. I told them it was a failure. So much money we've,
1: over the years, squandered. That's what I'm saying. Do you think that the government can spend your money better than you can? No, I don't, know. Well, then don't let them take the permanent fund dividend. That's your money. You spend it, and if they want it, Tax it back, and if the taxes aren't, are ones that the
0: people won't support, the guy'll lose his election. I guess. I guess maybe. And and this is kind of from my perspective, and and other people I know. I think a lot of people, like me, I like dividend. I've been here since I moved here in two thousand four, and after a couple years, I got it, and it's it's great. I like to have it. It's a nice thing, but I don't need it. Um, I don't. I don't need. I inherited a little AT&T
1: stock. It used to pay 7,000, now it's paying around 2,400. It's not much. I inherited it, I spend it, it's mine. Well, the dividend's the same thing. I don't have to need it, it's my share. Uh, But on the other hand, a lot of the people that are getting it, need it.
0: I I,
1: I, 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 I acknowledge that, I acknowledge that. All right, Uh, the thing is that yes, uh, I had somebody come up. Well, some of those natives just come to town and drink it up on Fourth Avenue. Some of them do, but now get off my butt. Uh, whiskey is seventy-five percent tax. They're the highest taxpayers in the state of Alaska, <laughs> and the fact of how they spend it is their business. Do I think it's bad? Yes. Does it bad for them? Yes. But it's their money, and I'm not going to dictate how they spend it. I'm just saying that are the people spending their money in a more reckless way than the legislature has spent your past money? If you give the legislature this money, in 10 or 15 years it will be gone and your children will have nothing. And so now is the time to say, hey, no way. We're going to put this in a constitutional that keeps the present law in there Some years, there'll be almost no dividends. You know, some years, there's just not much. Uh, So uh, they'll take their share just like I do with uh, AT&T. But when they have a good one, they get their money. Now, if they blow it, uh, are they any less able to blow the money than the government? I think the government, they'll be far worse. I know where my... uh, young children that are in california maritime academy was all of their permanent funds went into a fund none of it was given or spent and that's putting them through school you know uh, some
0: people waste it some people save it that's everybody's right when i when i moved here i moved here in 2004 i was 19 and i'll never forget i didn't know much i moved here i didn't know much about the dividend i mean i heard like everybody, you get you know in Alaska, you get free money. That's kind of all I knew. They but don't get free money; it's there. I just mean that's kind of the thing people lower forty eight sometimes they say. Yeah. But I met a I met a kid in college um, that I went to UA with from Fairbanks, and he had told me that his parents had put his div- every dividend until he was eighteen into a college account. Yeah. And uh, basically, would pay, that's what pay, we did. Paid for his whole paid for his whole school.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, And that he had extra actually. That's uh, uh. More Alaskans spent it wisely than legislators spent it wisely. <laughs> and the thing is that uh, do you think government can spend your money better than you can? That's what the issue is in front of you. And whether they cut the budget to make it balance or tax to make it balance is not my worry. I just don't want them stealing your money from you. On a phony experience that you'll have to close the schools if we don't do
0: this—that's BS. So, are you optimistic? I mean, what are you—are you optimistic? Do you think it'll? Because I know there's certain legislators who don't want to put it in the constitution. I think it's a two-thirds, right? A two-thirds. It takes a lot, and whether we can get it or whether we just uh, uh,
1: obey the law for a while until people get sleepy and try to steal it again—is I don't so know. So, with with the S- but, I think that. Uh, to get two thirds, we got two thirds to put it the first time, and they didn't think we'd do that. And the people came in, and, you know, once we put it on the ballot, uh, the majority of the people, 66%, voted. Oh, I think, or, yeah, I think if
0: it's on the ballot, I think that would for sure pass. It's getting to that point from the legislature. To, uh, that's a hard fight. But just because it's a hard fight is no reason that we shouldn't
1: make it. What if you. Uh, my family came in when Hjalmar got his citizenship here at Hill Chilkoot Barracks in 1912. Our family's been here a long time. Uh, they'll be here a long time afterwards. My children have are married. They have their children. They're in Alaska. Uh, and I just don't want to... Uh, you know, I object, uh, as I said, to some of the mines. I want my share which is 12.5% plus the taxes necessary. I don't want to build the mines, the roads uh, to Pebble Mine and uh, build the schools that are necessary for the people that work there and then not tax them. Hey, wait a minute. That's my copper, my gold. And unless I get a piece of it, I don't even want to consider the environmental issues.
0: I think think, uh, most everybody agrees with that except probably the people who doing the mine. (laughs) Uh, uh, Everybody that's getting something without working for
1: it uh, finds some justification for why they should continue to get something for nothing. I don't believe people should get something for nothing. I think we've had a long run because we took all of our wealth and blew it, all these millions and billions of dollars that we've just blown. We,
0: We took all the taxes away. Uh, We're crazy. Do you think we're at a point that's salvageable, or have we gone... Oh, it's salvageable.
1: It's going to hurt a little bit, but it's salvageable. Uh, You know, uh, uh, my fishing industry could pay a little more, but it's not interested in paying taxes if you then use the money to fix
0: Northern Lights Boulevard. You showed me a picture of your boat just before we started. It's a nice-looking boat. Yeah, it's a a nice boat. What's it what's it called the Storm. The and then you showed me a picture of your very, very beautiful house in halibut Cove, yes, which was a, just it looks like something out of the New East, England the, New England, yeah, like. it looks like that, yeah. my wife's uh,
1: mother was a cowdry mayflower stock, I'm not Mayflower, mine didn't come
0: till sixteen thirty eight we were late comers, uh you know on my mom's side um they can trace it back to Mayflower John Alden and Priscilla Mullins. There's a family. Yeah, right. The daughters uh, of the daughters be of the for yourself, John. Da- daughters of the American Revolution.
1: Yeah, well, I can do that. Uh, mine, uh, my, my grandfather commanded the Cambridge Militia at Bunker Hill, but Colonel Little was uh, not Mayflower stock. He's uh, remember there were, uh, only twenty-one thousand Pilgrims came, and they from seven to nine children per breeding age female. They made a lot of kids. Yeah. By oh, yeah. seventeen hundred, there were one hundred and fifty thousand Yankees. Yankee is an Algonquin word meaning English. Yengeese Yengis, right? That's right. That's and right. Uh, uh, by uh, eighteen hundred, there were a million two hundred thousand Yankees, and there are twenty million descendants of the Mayflower in North America, according to the Mormon genealogy. Uh, so I mean, it's not an exclusive club, but we're all related. Uh, the Yankee DNA is a little different. You can trace
0: it. Have you have you done one of those DNA tests or no? Yeah, I did. Because uh, I've got a French name, and I just assumed I was French. I'm not. My, my, I haven't done one yet. I want to. But my friend did one, and he forever thought he was, his parents told him, and family lore, he was part of the Lakota you know, tribe in South Dakota. Like he thought that his whole life, and he did this thing. Not a trace of that. There was some stuff in Europe. He didn't. I mean, it's just funny that it was kind of nothing he thought his whole life, and then he gets this. I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I'm curious what my what mine well, would say. Well, I have a little mohawk, uh, but it's not a great deal. I thought it was a quarter. It's less. Uh,
1: my mother shows Mongolian. Uh, I am. I the DNA uh, showed me no French, which means I'm Norman, which were French-speaking Norwegians. Right. Yeah. And. Uh, Uh, I'm 77% British Isles, 90% North Sea. So I have a very narrow DNA. I'm I'm Yankee. Uh, Remember the Pilgrim Fathers were from the Anglican coast and they were uh, Danish and Celt. And uh, the Delaware Valley was settled by Quakers who were Saxons. They were Germanic and they brought the Pennsylvania Deutsch. And when Cromwell wouldn't hire the aristocracies sons, and a gentleman could manage an estate, preach a sermon, or serve in the military. But he couldn't do manual labor. And so they settled in Virginia, and they were the Fairfaxes and the Custises and the Lees
0: and the Washingtons.
1: And uh, they were the ones that brought the slaves, which was a curse.
0: Yeah, it's, I was reading a book a well while back about how, how many of the you know, Confederate generals like Lee and, I mean, these guys... Family, you know, fought in the revolution. Uh, many a yeah, light
1: horse Harry Lee, was a famous uh, cavalryman for Washington, and Robert E. Lee never owned a slave, nor would allow anything built with slave labor to come on his plantation. He was violently opposed to slavery, but he was a son of Virginia, and he mm-hmm. fought it for his country. He didn't think of Virginia as a separate state; he thought of it as a separate country. And so he fought for his country. And we found that out when they were looking at the United Nations maybe ending apartheid in South Africa. And they found out that if you invaded South Africa with foreign troops, uh, the great majority of the blacks would fight for South Africa against anybody Mm -hmm. that came in from somewhere else. That In the end, you know, this is my land and I'll fight for it. And... uh, Uh, the blacks have the same feeling of this is my land as the whites do. And, uh, you know, you step on uh, one of the famous was uh, uh, an outfit fighting on after Lee had surrendered in the Civil War. And somebody, what are you fighting for? Because it's our land and you're standing on it. And that is a deep feeling. It's the feeling I have when I... The moment they bombed Pearl Harbor, I enlisted, and everybody in my class did, and we went off, and half of us came back, and uh, but we, you know, we got hit, we fought back, and, and I like the Japanese. Uh, I don't speak it very well, but I can get around Japan. I like it. I like a place where my women can walk the streets in the middle of the night safely and never worry about being molested. Yeah, no,
0: the cr- crime in Japan is so low. Oh, uh, it's almost, it
1: just doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, we're, we've gone over, but you're so fat, I could do this for hours, I think. Uh, do you have one story, do you have any kind of, something that comes to mind, something in the legislature, something maybe wild or crazy, or something that you can think of, The maybe the, besides the hand, the guys getting handcuffed, do you have something that happened when you were in there that... Well, there was a lot of things when you start thinking
1: about it, but we didn't think about it being that strange. Uh, My wife said, uh, uh, asked Bill Boardman of the Third State Ledger Slater, well, Clem doesn't seem to have any trouble getting bills through. And he said they are afraid of him. He came home from killing people, and he looks like he's perfectly willing to continue. (laughs) And I couldn't understand it. I wasn't going to knife anybody or anything. But I did get
0: mad, you know. And you'd be surprised how many timid people there are. So who are some of the people you s- serve with in the legislature that kind of stick out as people you really respect? Well, or people when, we, that were- when we
1: decided that we were being robbed on the oil and uh, we had the young Turks from both parties that bolted and said, hey, we're not going to take this. We're going to raise the royalties to the same... What we did was we looked at what does a Texas rancher get, and that's 12.5% of that time. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what we want. What does the state of Texas get? We want to add that on top because we own the oil, so we get both the royalty and the taxes. Uh, these people said, well, you're getting enough from the royalty. You don't need to charge anymore. I s- said, it's ours. I'm going to take it. And they said, what are you going to do with it? And I said, "It's none of your business." Who said that? The oil company? People yeah, the or? oil companies. And I said, "Maybe we'll just have at Delaney Park in Anchorage. We'll have a burning of the dollars every year. It's ours, <laughs> and we're
0: not going to let you keep it." Speaking of that, were you? Did you happen to be there for statehood? The big bonfire? Uh yeah, but I park? wasn't. Uh, 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 I wasn't overly. Uh, I wasn't interested in that. I stayed home. I saw a picture. I somebody, my old professor at UAA, my history professor, Stephen Haycox. He, uh, he said. Oh at, yeah, no, he, he used to bring his class. Yeah, he's party. he's a he was my professor for a long time, but he had a a big picture of it on his door. And I, one day I said, "What? What is? It looks like a big. What is that? Party? A bonfire? Because that was a bonfire at the Park Strip when they uh, for statehood, and it was.
1: But I mean, they, it was, they were excited about statehood. I was reluctant. I went along when they gave me the fish, but I was opposed to it. I wanted Commonwealth so a person like Zobel couldn't come and steal our money from us. I wanted as close to independence as possible. The, the Zobel case, that's right. I was, I've been reading about that. It destroyed Alaska's, uh, the pioneers' homes that required 15-year residence. They lost the residency. Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the long-timers bonus, you know, the, mm-hmm. Longevity, uh, that was my yeah.
0: bill. And, uh. They lost it. You know, it uh, I'll just say real quick, the Zobel case was a uh, case in 1980 where somebody, Zobel and his wife, sued over, because before the permanent fund was based on your residency in Alaska, the dividend. And they, and and they the Supreme Court and Ryan, uh, Reinquist
1: said, you wouldn't be doing this if Alaska was a poor country. You're doing it only because they have lots of money and you want part of it.
0: So instead of having it based on your residency, they after the after the court decided... Everybody was treated the same. All and the could- thing is that that has drawbacks. I'm not as happy with it because
1: uh, it killed our pioneers' homes because it used to be you had to be 15 years resident to serve in the pioneers' home. And E.B. Collins, that was the speaker of the first state house, uh, retired to the pioneers' home in Sitka. And when we had a constitutional convention, he ran and served in the constitutional convention in Fairbanks, Uh you know, from the pioneers home, that it was honorable to go to the home, and many of the miners would winter in the home and then go back out to mm-hmm. the mine in the summer. Uh uh we lost a great deal when we lost that, and we do the best we can with what's left. And the permanent fund I come back to the thing, was given to the people of Alaska as a dowry to build a state that the population couldn't support itself. And we, uh, we, it belongs to us, not to the legislature, to us. Now we let them have three quarters which they blew, and now they're greedily looking at the last piece that the people have, and they want it. And if you, the people, allow them to take it, you're stark raving mad. Uh, did, you, um, did you work a lot with uh, Jack Coghill? Oh, I, uh, the family is very close to Jack. You, you, you heard he, he, he I heard away, about yeah. it. I talked about uh, Jack and I are Masonic brothers. And not only that, uh, my brother-in-law was uh, uh, Nenana Air. And he was lost in a crash outside uh, long ago. But he's buried in Nenana, Nenana, and He was a friend who grew up with uh, uh, Coghill, who was born in Nenana. Uh, Jake was born in Valdez, or not Valdez, I mean uh, uh, at uh, uh, Haynes, rutsebeck Leg and Rutzebeck Road, and Haynes is after my father-in-law. Uh, I immigrated here with no intention of leaving. I like, came with
0: malaria, and they didn't want me back there because I was carrying something that could have been rather see, nasty. You're, you're, you're the opposite. I think most people come here with the intention to stay for a little while, and then and a lot of them end up staying forever. I came here in 2004. I had you know, no, no idea when I was trying well, to come to Alaska, uh, and here I am. Well, part of mine, of cost
1: was uh, I met a little girl, and the anchor went down.
0: Uh, oh, so what happened? So her parents
1: said no. And then uh, she and they shipped her out to grandmother in California, and uh, she had a brother-in-law in the airport, and she got him to list her as family, and then she slipped back to Fort Richardson, and I was waiting there with a preacher. And she stood up all alone, the
0: bravest of brave, and said, "I do." Wait. So her parents made her leave because of you, and she, and she sneaked back. She came back, and you were in touch. You were. Un- we were in touch. She slipped me her phone, uh, her address,
1: and I wasn't getting the letters because the postmaster at Homer was keeping them for her parents to hold Oh thing out my back. gosh. But she was smart enough to write in Seldovia, got my uh, uh, address and we corresponded and the writing was pretty bad because I hadn't gone to school. And uh, How old were you? 21? 20. Uh, oh no, I was 25. How, how old was she? Uh, 23. Wow, that's a great. Well, uh, And the of- thing is that she stood up all alone, and the next time her folks saw their little girl, she was Mrs. Tillian and I hope
0: pregnant, but that took a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great way to end. Uh, Clem, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you doing this. Uh, fascinating okay. stories. and Where do we uh, have to be? We're going we're gonna to just wrap it up, and thank you again, Clem. I really appreciate it. We're going to try to maybe do this again in the future, okay? Thank you so much. Okay.